first Olympiad. And indeed you have downloaded this episode for the same reasons that we've recorded it. To join in the global celebration of Earth's most prestigious sporting event during a time of heightened unrest and uncertainty on the planet. But one thing is for certain, and that is that right now, assembled exclusively for your entertainment pleasure from the sporting capitals of Australia, this is the hard-working all-star podcast of Alex Jones and Luke Gold, and together they are sporting And then make like a <laughs> sporting words, Olympic edition, volume one, kicking off right now. Yes, How oh are my we god, going? It's Olympics so is coming up. We're excited just just Absolutely. that it's happening. Rio is is on the board. You know, we we're, we're finally here after I all mean, the. I don't even enjoy sports, but I do enjoy all the uh, tradition, the fan pageantry. Fan. Yeah, the pageantry. The pageantry. <laughs> I enjoy. Yeah, why do I enjoy it up to watch the Olympics? Yeah. I'm there for the fans. But I get it, mate. Well. I understand. It's all about the jerseys. The, the, the it's jerseys. different every four years. It's not just like, ah, oh, yes, here we are again at the MCG, which happens every year. Oh, are you yeah. shitting on our game, man? Oh, I meant uh, AFL. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> all right, whatever. It's the Olympics! Yeah, it, Olympics! It is pretty unusual that, A, we're doing a different sport. I know we've done other ones before. But, <laughs> that B, is unusual. we've actually got some interesting content and interviews That's for right. Once. It's not just like, us talking shit talking. about ourselves. Yeah. yeah. We've got we've got some real stuff going on. Yes, yes, you boys went on excursion. We did. We, we went and talked to Chris Mooney, who's the head coach of University of Sunshine Coast. Got- we Drove down. It was a right old road trip. Yeah, and the car even broke down at the other end. The car didn't break down, all right? It, the battery died once the car was turned off and we couldn't get back home. Start it up again. Yeah, yeah, but it didn't break down. It got to the place. That sounds like a breakdown. No, it got there? Yeah, it got to the place. Oh, it didn't break down on the close. road. Broke down in the car park. Broke down in the car park. That's it what didn't that break is. down. A, ca- a flat battery. That's not a that's breakdown. A, that is the definition of a breakdown. It just it's, happened to get to the How do you get place. a flat battery while you're driving? A breakdown says that it's a car that is, has stopped working. So a car can only break down while it's running. That would be, yes. What happens, like, if it breaks during, when it's off? The car is broken. It's well, not breaking no, no, I'll down. I'll tell you what. I once, it's not up. I once parked my car, got all the way to the bus stop, parked my car, got home that afternoon, went to my car, the car doesn't work. I don't know what's going on. And yeah. I'm there, I'm like, oh, God, it's a flat battery. Yeah, yeah, can't get anything. I call the RECQ because they're going to have to come out and fix me. So they get all the way to us, like to us, and I went, wait, I replaced the battery a couple of days ago. Maybe I just didn't tighten the tops properly. Yeah. And I had, because I thought it might occur, I had a, a wrench in the car like that fit. So I went over, gave it like, oh, I see it's, and it had fallen off as I was driving. And when I parked, it, it had fallen off completely. Tied it back up, it was fine. So the RECQ guy like, came through the like into the, the car park where the bus stop is, and I was like, keep going. I'm so sorry, I fixed it. And he was like, whatever, and off he went. He was happy. All right, look, yeah. the car, fucking <laughs> look. For sake of getting this done, my car broke down yes. while we were there. All right, your car broke down whilst you're on your way there. I was unable to attend. I'm really sorry I wasn't able to be there, but you guys held up the fort so well. You did the the Woody's proud. Yeah, we were lucky, man. We were lucky. So, yeah, we spoke to Chris Mooney, uh, who's the head coach, like I said, of University of Sunshine Coast. He's got three swimmers in the Olympics. 
we spoke to two, which uh, were Leah Neal. She was the 2015 400-metre silver medalist at the Nationals. Mm. So she's second fastest in the 400 uh, in Australia. Um, so she's qualified for the 4x200 freestyle relay, uh, which is very impressive and good on her. Uh, we also spoke to Taylor McCowan, who is the Commonwealth Games gold medalist in the 200 metres breaststroke and should be representing Australia at the Olympics at, in the 100 and 200 metres breaststroke. So really impressive yeah, resumes impressive from these resumes. girls and cool we're trying to, say to speak to them. They're the real deal. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely yeah. the real deal. And listening to it, guys, he did a really good job of, I don't know, just like getting what they're about. And, they're, you know, like people you don't really hear about every now, you know, in the media. And it was great to, well, they were, to get They were very insight. open. We were led, we were led into... Um, and, and Chris really opened it up for us well, and allowed us to... Well, we got the interview here, so we'll play the interview now. And we'll see you after the interview. We'll see you on the other side. We're going to go get popcorn or something. <laughs> we'll see right. Yeah, like we said, they're the real deal. Uh, so we're going to cut straight to that interview. Here it is. All right. So thanks for coming in again today, guys. First we got... My name's Chris Mooney. Um, I'm the head coach of the uh, University of the Sunshine Coast Spartan Swimming Program. Um, Taylor McEwen in Rio, I'll be doing the 100 200 meter breaststroke cool. and maybe really. <laughs> and I'm Leah Neal and I'll be participating in the 4x2 free relay. Participating. Yeah. Cool. Participating. So seriously, we thank you so much for coming in and talking to us today, guys. I guess the first thing for us would be at what point did you really think that the Olympics were a possibility? Yeah, I'll start with this one, Taylor. I started dreaming about the Olympics when I was uh, late high school when I had started doing the swim squad group with Chris and a few of the other junior coaches. And I think for every swimmer, it's like a major goal to want to go to an international competition and that being the Olympics. So I remember in grade seven, when we graduated primary school, we had to write down our goals. And my goals that I wrote down were to go to the Olympics for softball and swimming. <laughs> but obviously Still play softball? No. <laughs> I had to like ditch the whole softball idea and just go for swimming. So. I've been thinking about it ever since then and it's probably really become a reality in the past four years when I'm qualified to swim at the London Olympic trials Yeah. and um, I got third in that 200 breaststroke and them taking top two only means I missed out by one spot so that was like a big kick in the guts but then I was like oh I'll just try to make Rio so <laughs> <laughs> exactly so it's pretty much from that moment you said well it's a realistic goal yeah I didn't even think I was going to medal at that Olympic trials so um, that was like a kind of breakout onto the Australian national scene for me and then yeah I've just escalated since then how about you Leah? I'm a bit different like I never really put any ex expectations on myself like I probably it had always been a dream for me to go to an Olympics and I think like grade 12 I was like yeah yeah I'm gonna go to 2012 but I was like sixth in the final and all that kind of stuff so it's Still like oh, yeah I'll, I'll take it I'll take it yeah but um I think really it was last year when I cracked onto my first Australian senior team, like I'm um, going to the world champs, like I thought, yeah, next year I can do this. Yeah. I, even this year at trials, I was like, nah, nah, it's not going to happen. And, yeah. How much did you have to sacrifice once you made that decision? Well, for me, like I moved away from home, so like I live in Ipswich. Yeah. So like moving up to the Sunshine Coast really was the big change for me. Yeah. Um, like I had to leave my family and all the um, like all my friends and stuff, and it's hard to like go back and forth and all that kind of stuff. So mm. I think that was my biggest sacrifice. But that's pretty big. How, how old um, were you when you went? Oh, I was only like my age now, twenty. Yeah, so. right. 
Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not massive. It's still pretty daunting, It's not massive, but like, yeah. How big of a decision was it? Was there a back and forth or was it I I was like, nah, I'm not doing it. Just because like, I couldn't afford it and all that kind of stuff. And then like, mum and I sat down and were like budgeting for it. And um, yeah, so I was able to do it. I think these guys have undersold it. They've they've talked about the, maybe an emotional uh, sacrifice that they make, but there there is a daily sacrifice that they make. And, and that's what I talk to them about. That's that's the one thing that I see in, in all champion performers is is the sacrifices that they make on a daily occurrence. You know, like there can only be a certain amount of people at that top level, and to be competitive, to be competing at the Olympics or uh, at the top international meets, there's got to be a difference. And, and I put that difference down to who can make the most sacrifices, who does make the daily sacrifices. And, and I think these girls, you know, they, every corner they turn, they get challenged. Uh, every day we walk into the pool, we, we, we've made sacrifices to be there and, and we challenge ourselves to be accountable with, with everything that gets thrown at us and, and they do that better than most. Most of the time though it's just common sense decisions, like if your friends are inviting you over for a 21st birthday party and that's on a Saturday night and you know on Sunday that you have to race, yeah. you make the con- conscious decision to turn up, say, hi, yeah, I'm here, I'll just hang around for a couple hours and go home. Yeah. You're not going to be the person that stays there for the whole length of the party, has a few drinks and yeah. gets pretty wild. It's just common sense decision. Like, you know athletes wouldn't do that. And yeah. we know what's right and what's wrong. And it's just making the right decisions throughout our career and not giving into temptations. What about you, Mooney? When did you know that it was a real possibility you could be an Olympic coach. Probably the only time I realised it was um, when, when Tay touched the wall and went 221.4. Was that the Conwell? No, that was at, at, at Trials. At Trials. Oh, Trials, yeah. right. Uh, so it, take, that was the only moment that you no, really it's thought it's never been about so me. touch and go. So. Yeah, and, and it's yeah. The, the, the standard of coaches and, and athletes in our country is one of the best in the world. Yeah. You know, so to, for, for me to gain selection on that team, it took one of my athletes, or our, it took someone from our team to swim a top two or three time in the world and uh, you know, there's nine positions and to make the Australian team as, as a part of the coaching staff, I think it was top four in the world So, and that was the, the ninth coach pick So, and the rest were threes and ones, So it was, it was never, but it was never about me, it was about being a part of their journey and helping them satisfy their goals so it's a complete bonus for me but one that I'm, I'm very thankful and stoked about. Well that's what I was, I was going to sort of say with, with swimming being like an individual sport how important is team and how firstly for you keeping these guys sort of competitive with each other but also sort of helping each other is that a really important aspect of their success yeah well at one stage we had probably three of the the best breaststrokers in the world training in our program so to have three girls in the same event at that same level competing for that number one prize to have them i think it works for us you know like you get to know the ins and outs of your, your competitions your, or your competitors' yeah. daily routines. You, you get to see their strengths, you get to see their weaknesses, but in amongst that, that whole environment, you, you just keep challenging yourself to get better and better because you want to try and uh, do each other in the training environment. So hopefully that gets you... And then on race day, it will, anything can happen on race day. Well, that's, you can only think that if you guys are competing, if you've got such competition in the training pool, then it's yeah. only going to translate to when you can properly competing. So do you yeah. guys find it important to work as a team when you're training or do you try and focus on your own sort of we're always like joking around in training and try and keep it lighthearted from time to time but it's like we're a team until the moment you step up on the block and do your own race so we're always there to support each other and have each other's backs and help each other with whatever we might need and then it's 
it is obviously an individual sport and once you're up there it's up to the athlete to perform we're always going to be there to cheer them along but at the end of the day yeah, yeah. yeah, you can't do the race for them, so at the end of the day, it's up to them to do it. But we'll always be there to support each other. We were quite fortunate up until a couple of months ago to, to have Kylie Palmer in our program, and yeah. and the ability to, to have Leah at, at that stage was, was 18 years of age, but to have that opportunity for Leah to train along someone with, with Kylie's experience and and, uh, and, 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 and stature, yeah. um, I, I think was, was a real positive to us. You know, it, it, helped, it just helped. Leah grow that little bit quicker. Well, you train with Kylie and I train with Jenny, and I think they are a huge influence yeah. because you want to beat them. Yeah, exactly. You know that they've been successful in their event, and to beat them in training just gives you that little positive boost. Yeah. Like, bad beating. <laughs> <laughs> she said, like, "Oh, it's okay." <laughs> just because they're getting a little bit older, is that what you're saying? <laughs> the, the young lion. Like, because they've been to the Olympics and had that experience, so it's kind of like, oh no, I'll just let them keep having that. <laughs> I'll just hang back here a little bit, but. <laughs> But that's funny, she probably would have liked to have seen you. Kylie, yeah. Yeah. yeah, she encouraged yeah. it. Yeah. I really enjoyed training with her. Like, it was probably um, the best training I'd ever had or been a part of because I'd always um, pretty much trained by myself with my um, past coach. And um, yeah, coming to this club, it's been a, a real different experience for me. A so, better one, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, with, oh, with, well, yeah. I was just say, with Jenny, with like an international swimmer. Yeah. What, is, what sort of element does that bring as well? Did she bring any sort professionalism. of professionalism? Yeah, right. professionalism and accountability. So, yeah, you know, the girls touched on it before. They've been there, so you don't luck into an Olympic position. You right. know, you, you earn it, and, yeah. and the harder you work, the luckier you, you get, and all those sort of cliches. But these guys have been there and they've done it. So, <clears> you know, <throat> to see them get there 30 minutes before I ask them to be there, you know, like I ask them to be there 15 minutes before the session starts. Well, they're there 45 minutes before it. Mm. It doesn't take these 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 young bulls long to to realise that, and then all of a sudden they're turning up 30 minutes earlier or 45 minutes earlier. So just the whole professionalism rubs off on them. Especially if they're role models for the younger swimmers, then they're setting the example. They want to be like the you know the Kylie Palmers well, and stuff. That's so exactly right. And we are students of our sport, so we're very aware of who's come before us, and yeah. we're very proud of them. So to uh, you know, Tay talked about a story earlier four years ago at London trials two things that she didn't mention. First of all, she was pretty stoked with herself to get third because the person that got fourth was Liesl Jones and Liesl Jones was, was Taylor's idol. So mm. she didn't quite see straight away that she just missed out on the Olympics. All she realised is she beat Liesl Jones, Jones, my idol, yeah. 16. I actually remember that race. Yeah, I just got myself my first international medal. And then meantime, I'm out the back kicking the shit out of the fence because I knew the opportunity she missed. Yeah. and. Um, but you know, she was 16 and it was her journey, and, and if she was happy, I was happy. But yeah, it's know. a pretty good stepping stone, though. Yeah, because that year, I got sent to the Junior Pampax, which is like a really awesome meet for the juniors to do. It's is in that Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's in yeah. Hawaii, and it's, <laughs> it's awesome. Like you have a lot of fun, and it's a really fun introduction to what's to come in the future. Like, this is how we race internationally. Yes, it's serious, but it's also fun. So. Yeah. I'm really glad I got to do that trip in the end. And Leah was the same. Both these girls have been through that 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 development. And that We've been on the same team since like 2010. Yeah. <laughs> See, that must help. Like when you when you go into another, like say going to the Olympics now, you must feel confident having people who have been there with you before. So yeah, I mean, that, yeah. it'd be pretty daunting for like the people who are only really stepping up this year because like they don't really know anyone. Exactly. Like, they know people through people, but not like personally. Whereas like. Us two have been a part of the group. Like we know mostly everyone. Like we're all friends. We all associate with each other. So yeah. it makes it a lot up easier. to the Olympics. Do you have 
any sort of kind of like team functions where you get to meet any of the athletes from other sports? Oh, we did have one, but yeah. we missed it. Oh, really? <laughs> we were in Japan, Japan. Oh, so... Okay. <laughs> yes. So it's fun to show you what They were cut up pyjamas. We were more cut that Qantas made, like, green and gold pyjamas. <laughs> oh, and no. we see photos of everyone who went to the event wearing them now. Yeah. And we're like, damn! <laughs> I dragged them across to Japan and smashed them for two weeks with a training camp. <laughs> Obviously a sore point. <laughs> hey... Could be all worth it. Could yeah. be all worth it in a few it months. It was just um, the Queensland Premier's dinner. So it was okay. like a farewell for all of the Olympic athletes in Queensland before we head off. And we were like, yes, we get to dress up. It's black tie. Can't yeah. wait. Get pajamas. Get Make a nice meal. And then we're not even. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. <Yeah. laughs> Who wants to go to Japan? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we have got a Grand Prix event coming up, which is basically an opportunity for us to get together and race next month. Ah, cool. Um, and we'll go into like a, a two-day holding camp for that. Yeah. But that's more of an opportunity to race. But that'll that'll be within you know, the national team. Will be there. Yeah. But that, that won't involve other sports. Yes, ourselves yeah. And, yeah. and other Australian athletes that are whoever wants to nominate. Yeah. Basically. Cool. But it doesn't involve other sports. But you know, we we worked out at the QAS for many years, so we got to work out next to a, a lot of famous sports people from yeah. from other sports. So that would be pretty exciting. cool. What makes us so successful as a swimming nation? I don't know, that's a really hard, hard question. Yeah. It's difficult. I don't think there is much difference between Australia and like America, for example. I think the big difference would, would be the, the population that we, we get to select athletes from, you know, having a population of 24 million compared to 294 million yeah. Yeah. Would, would probably be the, the big difference for me. I think, just off the top of my head, what stands us out perhaps in the world of swimming is, I think it's a, a blue-collared sport. Yeah. And uh, I think you know Aussies are renowned for for being that that blue collared type of uh, of persons. You know we we you know we, we work hard. We and we get you know we get a result that way through working hard. And uh, we're sort of now coming into our own in regards to involving sciences a lot more than probably what we have. We've relied on that that blue collar ethic. But um, I think with the combination of sciences now that are available and, and 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 that work ethic, I think that's probably really helping us. Well, yeah. I guess. Talking about that, there's swimming. Then, what got you guys specifically into swimming? I'll start with you, Leah. What got you into swimming? Was it? Oh, I don't know. Because um, I started off with like other sports, like basketball and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was like, "Yep, I'm going to go to the Olympics for basketball." But then, yeah, Mum and Dad really got us into it for like the swimming side of things. And then I think over the years, like after watching uh, um, 2000, 2008, 2012 Olympics, I was like, "Yep, I want to be part of this sport." Like yeah. it's just like the. Um, the team and the success that they've had over the years is just like, yep, I want to be a part of that. Yeah. Really fortunate. We, we do get good promotion in, you know, in, in that Olympic in that Olympic year. But you know, both of these girls here, they they've shown some some talent at a really early age, and it wasn't through overtraining. You know, it's just they natural. were there. It was just natural. So perhaps. The sport may have selected them at some stage, that's not necessarily cool, yeah, straight that's away. Cool that's a good answer. But um, they definitely, they definitely. You know, I know for Tay, she she wasn't training hard at a young age, and and the bits and pieces that she turned up for, and the one or two carnivals that she turned up for, and she would be successful off a very limited amount of work. So, um, can you, you know, remember that? Can you remember like? Yeah, I was too busy playing softball and not wanting to train. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't imagine that. I can't imagine being so much better than other people and not really yeah. in. So was it just... It was um, probably when I was 13, 14, I realised, because I remember the turning point was I did a Queensland Sprint Championships, which is just 50s. Yeah. I rocked up and 
I hardly had done any training and I got third in the 50 breaststroke and I was like, oh, I did a PB by like two seconds and I was like, oh, this is all right. <laughs> and then Mooney's like, yeah, well, you're not going to keep going that good if you don't start training properly. And I was like, oh, fine. So I quit softball and then, it was and then the next year, like I was 15 years old and I qualified for age nationals. This is after a year of solid training with Mooney and I went there and I won my first oh. Australian age group title in the 100 and 200 meter breaststroke and then I got third in the 200 IM. So I was... <laughs> really surprised that actually listening to him, listening yeah, to him worked. May know a little bit about. <laughs> <laughs> and Leah, well, we had another athlete in our program back in the day. She used to compete against Leah, and no matter how hard we go away and train, no matter what you know the the one percent improvements that we thought we made daily, we'd turn up to the major meets, and this one over here would always get us. So. <laughs> <laughs> and now one day, I one day you know fast forward, I get to. Someone asked me the other day how long you've been coaching for, and I, and I said I said four years, and I and I've been in the game for twenty years, but I feel as though I've only really been coaching in the last four years, and and a part of that that reason why is because I did put a lot of pressure on result, I did put a lot of focus on result, and I was getting it wrong for so many years that the result is is going to be an achievement of of a great process. Yeah. And that's all we really talk about, girls, isn't it? Like they've mm. they've always, I know these guys have got that killer instinct. I know they're they're super, you know, competitive human beings. Mm. So I know that they're going to get that factor right on the night. So it's it's just drawing everything back now to c control the controllables and focus on the process. And uh, I think that's that's what we do better than most people, perhaps. Yeah. I know it might sound cliche, but it's certainly been a, a, a very good. Uh, focus for us and um, you know, I think it just helps us just get that little bit better out of ourselves daily. That makes a lot of sense and you can you can see it too really, I mentioned it earlier to you that the success of Queensland swimming especially at the Nationals, does that sort of come into factor at all when I don't know I, <laughs> see I was sort of told that there was funding that went sort of different places Yeah from. so there, there is you know like probably sit back and, and look at those statistics post events you know, it's something that's definitely not in our forefront no. of our minds during or, or beforehand. But yes, we are very proud of the fact that Queensland is very dominant. And yep. that's not because of what I'm doing. It's because of what these guys are doing today and, and previously and, and in the future as well. So very, we're very proud of it. Funding is, uh, we're very fortunate. We, um, we do get really good support from Swimming Australia. Um, but it definitely does come off the back of... Um, results. results yeah. yeah. So. So that's that's sort of what led me to there. Is yeah. that it's disappointing when you can see the process is working, but you might not get the results. Yeah. But you know that the process is. We've got some fantastic leadership from the top at the moment, and yeah. uh, so we're we're, we're in a, a real purple patch of our sport. There's no doubt about it. Again, you, you, if you do focus on that result, you know, it can bring you undone. But with with result, do come rewards. So it's one of those evil necessaries. So. But you know we've we've done our time like you know as when before and we're talking only like 12 months ago that you know Leah and her family were sitting down doing the numbers on whether they could come yeah whether they could could come and trade for their dream and uh, and now that she's gotten a little bit more success financially it's become a little bit more easy but uh, yeah it's um it's a tough one but it's you know you you chase your dream because it's it's your dream you you, you don't necessarily do it for the, the fiscal reward. Yeah, I can um, remember that before we went to state championships and he was talking about like, oh, I've got this new job at Indrapilly, which is in the city. 
if you want to stay under my wing, you're going to have to move out of home and move into the city because you can't do the hour and a half commute from Caboolture to Indrapilly every day. And especially with traffic, it would just be a nightmare. So I was 18 then I moved out of home, which was a big sacrifice for my parents because they paid my rent in the city for a year where I was on no income from swimming, which was a huge, yeah, it was a huge sacrifice. And then lucky enough that worked and I made the Commonwealth Games swim team and um, I won gold at the Commonwealth Games, which was a huge bonus and a huge benefit for me and I from that moment I've been independent with my funding and um, not have to sponge off mum and dad anymore which is their, I'm sure they wouldn't see the sponging yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they think it's a pretty good investment <laughs> but yeah, the, the athletes um, do the swimmers do see course. that as a, as a burden on their parents yeah yeah I can't do it no and that's, yes. I can't take money from my parents it's like and I, yeah that's and, pretty good and, I, and yeah. I tell them yeah. I said look I'm, I'm a father of, of two children as well and, and, and I'd be so proud I'd be so proud of being in that opportunity that your parents are in to, to help you guys achieve your goal, I, I would do anything in my powers to yeah. to do that for you guys. But these guys don't see it like that. They yeah. they see it as a. But I guess that's a good thing as well. As yeah. a coach of, of them, you must be thinking, well, they're not looking to piggyback off anyone else. They want to be responsible, which yeah. as an athlete can only sort of prove. That yeah, and that that's a test the their character exactly. as well. You know, I would have felt bad if mum and dad have paid for me to live in the city for a year and. I didn't get the result and then they had to keep funding me more and more and more until I finally achieved my goals and then um, was able to come independent but yeah I would have felt terrible if <laughs> I just had to keep going it's come that off, way and it's yeah. come off all the hard work's paid off yeah <laughs> um, you talked about uh, results and process before coming off the results from last Olympics now obviously none of you guys were there but um, is there any sort of added pressure have you heard anything or like you said before it's all about process do you think that maybe critics were too harsh at the last Olympics because maybe the process was good but the results didn't come. So leading into this Olympics as opposed to last, do you think there's any added pressure there? I'd love the girls to hear their thoughts on this yeah. but I'll, I'll, I'll open the batting up here on this one. We weren't there so it's it's a hard one for us to comment on yeah. and I'm just going to very simply add that we can only control the things that, you know, the processes that are in our, our daily routines. Yeah. And um, I know we've got great we've got great support, uh, we've got great leadership, and uh, we've got a, we've got a, a, a fantastic team that we're a part of this time around, and yeah. we're, we're going to make our own history. We're not going to rely on what's happened in the past because we wasn't we weren't there. But there were some fantastic athletes and some fantastic memories from that meet. But um, yeah, it's that's we don't we don't talk about others. We only focus on on what we can control and, and worry about that. Is, is there a difference in the processes for training for the Olympics as opposed to your regular hard work training? I think now you're more desperate on looking for ways to improve. So like before trials I was pretty happy with how my training was going, I was doing PBs in training and then obviously the result reflected on that because I did a one second PB in the 200 breaststroke and a smaller PB in the 100. Um, and now it's like, oh, okay, I did all that good work before. What can I do now to improve even more so that I'm better for the Olympics than what I was for Olympic trials? So doing things like going on a training camp in Japan and racing the girl who won the 200 breaststroke at World Championships last year, that was an awesome experience for me and um, very motivating and very humbling when I beat her in that training session. So it's for me, I'm always looking for more ways to be competitive and improve and um, I think in this preparation leading up to Olympics, it's going to be more important than ever. So for us to want to get better, we've just got to keep looking for ways to improve, which is probably something we've never been so desperate to do before. Yeah, I think I'm pretty much the same, but I didn't exactly get the result that I wanted at trials. So 
for me going into this preparation, I was like, I'm going to do everything I can that I didn't do before the trials. So like, I don't know, there's a bit like dieting and all that kind of stuff. So like, not changing everything, but improving on what I did before now. You always want to keep on top of your technique and your speed in the pool. Yeah. Um, but outside of the pool, it's you won't have the coach there on your back telling you to improve or be good. So it's up to us to make sure that we're not going and having like five donuts every morning after training. So <laughs> just, just <laughs> that would be so nice. <laughs> but, you know, we don't do that. <laughs> no, I'm very lucky. Um, as I said, you know, we, we had a plan, and I talked to you guys about it earlier, and it was, it's a four-year plan, and and all. So that was plan one, and plan one was got us up the trials now plan 1.2 is just to do everything that one percent better not yeah. no no wholesale changes just just make one percent improvements here and there so well if we're going to look toward the olympics then and the fun fun stuff uh who's your number one competitor who well you're in the really? so well we can still talk what would be the team yeah. america like yeah america, america. yeah I remember, wasn't South Africa killing it in the relays for a men, while? Men, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, the men. The men, the men, the men are still solid. Yeah. 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 What's these, what are their names again? Oh, well, there's, there's Cameron Vanderbilt. Oh, the, the guys in our day? Yeah. It was uh, Rick Needling. and ne Needling. And, uh, oh, there's a heap of them. Well, yeah. You put me on the spot now. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm getting names, too. But, um, no, they're, yeah, they're, they're a blue-collar nation as well. It's yeah. funny. It's you, you, sort of, you don't have to be... Uh, a big nation, you just got to be a, a proud nation. Well, I think as sort of casual viewers of the Olympics and stuff, people get carried away with thinking it's just like Australia and America and yeah. versus yeah. each other. And it's Europe's totally coming. Not that. Yeah, absolutely. Europe's coming. Like absolutely. Europe, Europe, Great Britain, are, of course. Great Britain. Team. I think they've used they've used their science as well. I yeah. think um, you know we've, we've sort of relied on that that rocky speech and that that blue collared mm. attitude and, and and so forth. But I I think that the the sciences have improved and we understand that. The energy system's a lot better, and and uh, I think they're, they're they're training smarter. But heading to heading to Rio, have any of you guys been to to Rio before? Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, not, not Rio. Not to Rio. Brazil. We, we went to Brazil last year. Oh, so cool. um, yeah. <laughs> we saw a street sign that said Rio this way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be there in a year. <laughs> so I, I um off the back of World Champs last year, an opportunity for us to came about to uh to go there and race. Yep. And I said to the girls, "How about it? Let's go over there and, and check it out. Let's let's see the climate. Let's see the people. Let's see the facilities. Let's just experience the the place and uh, hopefully get us excited about being there again next year." And um, yeah, so we went there probably just about 12 months to the day from our trials, really, wasn't it? Yeah. So that's probably helpful as well going into this. You're not going to be completely blindsided. And... Yeah. But have there been any expectations from the team? Like, do you, do you guys have to do? Anything specific before you go to Rio? Like, is there any? No, we we know what we've got to do. There's, yeah. Sure. I know there's a crackdown on uh, off off road racing and skydiving and oh, big really? wave surfing and, and and all those sort of things, just to sort of make sure you, you don't get. I think um, swimmers are kept in more of a bubble than what some of the other sports are. Yeah, like, right. we wrap ourselves in cotton wool six months out from. Well, that's what I was just thinking. Like, go to a different country, especially for something Olympics, like. I've travelled and I've had to get so many injections and things yeah. just yeah. like yeah, so like you have to get like we were well prepared that. for that. Um, we uh, went on a Rio camp last year where we got all of our injections, so we got them probably eight months out. Oh, cool. So we're well equipped in that term, and um, we've got the best sports science and doctors coming with us, so you never feel like you're unprepared or you have to worry about anything. Is that what Rio camps for? Uh, the the there, last one we went to. Um, yeah, it was just an opportunity to 
do a bit of racing and get the logistics. times like that we're going to be competing is so different to what it would usually be. So we'll be competing like in the afternoon, then late at night. So this was the opportunity oh for us to really put that into place and be like, yeah, well, this is like this is the time that we're going to be training. This is the time I'm going to be racing. It's just like it's a bit weird. I actually remember put it, hearing put it that. Into place. Is that still in, is that still going on? Are you guys still? No, no. So that was just that no, was just a one week thing. Yeah, oh, it was right. just to trial it so that we have some sort of idea before we're uh, going to Rio. It was just like for us, it was more of a mental thing to know that yeah. we can get up at those times and yeah. race, and yeah. you can still do everything as you oh, normally okay. would, just at different times. Oh, so, so I, I just eating at different times. Yeah, racing I took that whole reporters that you guys were doing that the whole time leading no. up to it. I oh, thought it was no. insane. Yeah, that's, that's but oh yeah, just to break crazy. down it's a just few a, mental just barriers. Just a placebo yeah. thing to say yeah. that, oh, hey, that makes we can, and we did it really, really well. So we even raced at that time. We put a couple of mock meets on. So yeah, some of the swimmers even got PBs from doing that meet. So it was really. Awesome. Yeah, and really good confidence booster. Yeah, but that's exactly. that's that's kudos to our our leadership at the moment. Our, yeah. our sports in really good shape because of of the leadership from from above. And uh, yeah, we're we, we're getting around it. We're, we're pretty excited about the direction we're going in, and we're we're pretty stoked to be a part of it. Awesome. All right. Well, I'll try and wrap up with a few last questions. Um, <laughs> so my number one question is: when you're so you did two hundred, you did one hundred and two hundred. When you're in that final 15, 20 minutes. I've swum, I hurt when I swim, and I yeah. usually give up. Yeah, you always hurt the most in the last 50 metres. Yeah. And for me, it's just like, get to the wall, get to the wall, get to the wall. And I always count down how many metres I've got left. So oh, that's the kind of stuff I want. In a 200 like, breaststroke especially, I turn at the 100 metres and I come off, and then I think in my head, oh, okay, 75 metres to go, come on, you're nearly there, you're nearly there, just hold on, you're nearly there. <laughs> and then the last 15, you're hurting so much, but you know that when you're hurting, if your elbows are wide in breaststroke, then that's pushing a lot of water and you're not going to be efficient. So. When you're hurting, you just got to think about the things that are going to keep you fast. Yeah, okay. So that's keep exactly on top of your technique the whole race. Yeah, cool. Yeah. cool. How about you? Look, I do like the longer races, so like the 400, 800, yeah. and 200. So it's like a little bit different because you, you start from start to finish. Like, sorry, you hurt from start to finish. Yeah. So I don't know. I like kind of blank out. Do you, with that, <laughs> you're like, you're not allowed to think of the pain. If you think yeah, of the pain, yeah, you I just, more. yeah. Do you, like, do you ever, like, let's say you're doing an 800? Yeah. Do you ever try and, like, <clears throat> sort of actually boost your effort throughout the hundreds or do you have like my first hundred I'm going like 80% is it just a matter of you go as fast as you can for as long as you can uh, well I'm probably a bad example of 800 <laughs> like I don't do it very well uh, but I just go for it like go for it at the start and then just try and hold on well, that's why my plan was for trials didn't end very well but <laughs> still like, went for it Leah like, had a great <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. her first and 200 then, meters and 800 I was like yes you go yeah, Leah and, and then, then towards the end I was like Oh no, she's gonna yeah. die. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I should probably roll out of the pool right now. They don't see me. I was like, I can't watch. I can't watch. Yeah, but, like the four hundred and stuff like that. Like, they didn't. They didn't make you do an interview after it, did they? Oh no. God, I, I came dead last. Oh. You How, don't get interviews. So no. for <laughs> How bad are those interviews sometimes, though? Like when you're sitting oh, there, like, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, pretty good. You just and then when you have a big that. booger on your chin, yeah. that makes sense. Oh, four people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. As if, the, As like, if you wouldn't tell him. You'd be going like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got a little something, something. <laughs> How about you, Mooney? When obviously oh, no, he's clean, no boogers. I think. <laughs> <laughs> and if, yeah. I, if I do have a bat in the cave, the girls never never told me. <laughs> I was gonna sort of say with with swimming, you know exactly how the race is going to go, probably from around the fifty meter mark. Well, I can probably go one better, and I could probably tell you I know how the race is going to go after 25 meters. Yeah. yeah. So how? So break that down for us. How, how how can you tell? Because um, we 
we very much train specifically towards the way we race. So I know that if our rating is over a certain amount of, of level, uh, it's going to affect us in the back end. Right. Racing. So, so stroke rates. So the amount of strokes that you take in a period yeah. of time. So. A classic example was my Toronto Breaststroke Trials last year, my first 25 metres, I was like a 45 stroke rate, which is ridiculously high, and then after that I tried to settle down, but because I rated so high and put so much energy into my first 25 metres, I was completely dead in the last 50, and um, my competitors swam over the top of me and I came second. So this year, um, we really got control of that and made sure that my first 25 metres was like a 35 stroke rate, something that's long and comfortable and isn't going to hurt me in the last bit of the race. So. It's all about working out how each swimmer can race the best of their ability and like Leah would have a different race plan to yeah. a 200 than what I would, it's just all about the individual athlete and what is going to work best for them. So I guess for you then it's really about knowing your swimmer, yeah, and knowing and, how and, they do it. And body yeah. language as well, so yeah. um, just I just know if, if they keep pushing their goggles in more than what they normally would, that's a sign of nerves. and. Uh, that's and cool. when, when, when there's nerves present they're forgetting about the process. and. Uh, yeah. And it really is about the process because the result comes because of, of how well you control that process. So if they're rating up, they're thinking about the result. If they're rating up, they're, they're thinking, you know, the nerves have got them and they're not thinking about the race plan and, and that will usually affect the, the, the end worst of their thing race. to think of before a race is, oh, I really want to go 225 in this race. Yeah. Because you're going to be thinking about trying to get to the wall as fast as you can rather than thinking about what's going to help me get there the fastest. So it's all processes. It's all processes. Yeah. And that's so. You hear it in football, you know, yeah. that you, even after the game when teams win, how was that? Yeah, listen, for that first you know, 60 minutes, really happy we stuck to the game plan. Well, when they talk about game plan, that, that's the same as process. It's yeah. just a, a different term. And yeah. Even though they won, they've talked about how they fell away from the game plan in the last 20, so there's something we work on. Yeah. We, we know when we, we lay that perfect race down, it's usually because we've, we've trusted the process the whole way. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, nerves are a big thing too. We talk about just controlling the controllables, just, say, just yeah. putting those curtains up on the outside of your lane, and just in the lead up now. What's what how are you how are you going to sort of focus on? You know, because Olympics is a pretty big thing, so there's got to be a you know you're working hard, but then there's also got to be the wind down. So how do you guys, as firstly as a coach, how do you help your swimmers relax? And what do you guys do when you're not sort of focusing on that to to sort of keep yourself? Mainly, I'm a sports psychologist. Oh, cool. So she's really great for helping us um, discover what is best for us to think in our minds before we race, and in training, and um, just little tips and helps and cues and that sort of stuff. Um, what sort of how? What's the race. process for finding out with the sports psychologist what is the best thing? For you? Uh, we we have a few meetings. Usually, they're like an hour long, and. Um, we talk to her and she'll say, okay, well, what made you nervous before this race? And then she'll say, like, okay, well, obviously you were thinking that, so we're going to stop that, and instead you're going to think about this. Mm. So, um, Just triggers and stuff for you to try. Yeah, and exactly, up, yeah. exactly. And for us, like, swimming is a huge mental aspect as well as, as, as well as physical. So, like, your body can be stronger than your mind, but if your mind's not in the right place, then you're going to be... Exactly. That's not hundred percent. That's why I kind of asked that question in the last twenty five meters because everyone works out and everyone breaks. Like everyone yeah. knows what breaking feels like, but you guys yeah. have you to. You got to have a stronger mind. So yeah, exactly. your mind's got to be able to pull your body through the pain. That's cool. That's cool. How about you, Leah? Like, what do you do to relax? Do you have any hobbies that you go to just to get away from swimming? Um, sleeping. She's a big reader. You love reading. Yeah, I just probably like reading or like watching TV shows. Game of Thrones. Something. 
Oh, okay. uh, well, we just in, finished in the moment. Um, outside, at the moment, I'm watching Supernatural. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like Supernatural. Do you just watch Game of Thrones? Just finished. Of course, I do. Yeah. yeah. Of course, you do. Yeah. 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 And like, seven. Yeah. 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 We were at JB Hi-Fi. They work hard. We have time. I didn't realize how hard. Having a big sale, and we were like, "Oh, we should watch this." I remember watching it as a kid. Didn't really understand it, so we got back into it and. We were addicted and now we're done. Now still we're watching, they're now still we're watching Hogan's break. Heroes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We, in our household, we kind of go through phases of what we're sort of getting into and yeah, now, now it's prison now it's break. break. Yeah. Nice. These guys, most of them live together. So Tay and Leah and Jen used to live together. Yeah. And um, Jake, who's not here, Kylie Palmer and, and Jack. And so out of eight swimmers in our program, there's Two, two groups houses. of four. That would have been cool. Is that more circumstance or is that yep. a benefit yeah. for... It's yeah. a benefit. It's it makes it easy. Like everyone just takes turn driving and yeah. um, the rent's cheaper when you have more people in the house. So, yeah. And it's fun and we all try and eat the same healthy meals so it's not like everyone's cooking different dinners. So, so that's yeah, nice. well, that probably explains a lot of why you're having a lot of team success as well because you're all sort of working together like in every <laughs> aspect. Like it's not just in the pool, it's not just yeah. in the gym, it's yeah. at home and it's that. So... That probably makes a lot of sense for we, we do, yeah, and you know, I saw a, a documentary on um, Popovich, the San Antonio Spurs Great, yeah. coach, the other day, and the, the, I think this is the first time they didn't win their conference championships. They, they, yeah, they haven't. They won the conference, but they didn't make it to the. They came second in the conference, yeah. and then they didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the first time they haven't won the conference. Yeah. In 19 years, and and he just talked about his team. Yeah. Talked about you know the the makeup of his team, and I'm I'm reading this article, I'm thinking. Hey, that's us, yeah. you know, like the international guy, the you know, the the, the fact that they, they can keep themselves accountable with with their, their their training aspects and their and and their fun aspect and 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 I really do think it's about the energy in your team and, and the makeup of your team and whether we 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 stumble that fluke that or not, but that's you know we have got a really great energy and a really dynamic in our team and 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 the team that we surround ourselves with our physios, our masseuses, our sports psych, our S and C. Our um, a doctor, you know, like all, all the the team that we have around us are very good. Also, and that, that probably contributes. That definitely contributes as well. That's it's just one language, message. one message. Yeah, I think um, Chris is good because he's lighthearted and always takes a joke well, and yeah. always give him shit. And he gives us shit back. <laughs> oh my god! I remember one session he wore the most ugly shirt we've ever seen, and it was like down to his knees. And he was so proud because it was like a Queensland shirt that he got given. And we were like, what the hell are you wearing? It's so ugly. And then we got halfway through our warm-up and we just see him walk over the bin, rip the shirt off, chuck it in the bin and go and get another shirt because we gave him that much shit for it. What was the shirt? It must have been bad. Oh, it was like this white collared shirt and the sleeves were like really past this elbow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, how about his white shoes? Cut it, oh, cut it yeah. out of his shirt. Cut this out of his He always wears these ugly white shoes. No, aren't they brand new? They're Did brand new. I bought them. I bought them. I bought them. Well, yeah, they're like they're my Jerry Seinfelds. They <laughs> always gives me crap. He keeps them so white, like he's so proud of them, and they're so ugly. They're and they like change shoes. Blue jeans, white sand shoes, <laughs> and a button up. Button up. Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's your rock star. What's the deal with yeah. four hundred meters? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like having Chris compared to another coach, if we had someone who was like old and well, he's pretty old, but older and more serious, then it wouldn't be as fun. Yeah. Couldn't but get away with as I much. I had an older coach before. Chris and he was probably about the same. Like he was pretty, he was pretty awesome, pretty easy going. Yeah. And like yeah, we had a good relationship. Yeah, I think somewhat similar, but it's a lot different with Chris because he's like 
Again, I'd put it back to these. I'm just lucky that they've got great personalities and great sense of humour because I make 155 mistakes a year. And uh, they forgive me for that. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't make the same one twice, but you know, they they're, they're not sulkers. So if I do make a mistake, you know, and I do have a spit, oh. well, we forget about it pretty quickly. You know, we, we talk about it, we put it to bed, and we move on. So I'm I'm very fortunate that I've got very understanding athletes, and and hopefully it's reciprocal. So it seems like there's a lot, a lot of humility around you, like everyone. So I think that would probably make it easy to definitely help to tolerate. It's a, a tough sport, yeah. so. Exactly. You know, to, to be 100% right 100% of the time is, is not going to happen, but we, we certainly we certainly try. All right, well, we might uh, wrap that up. But uh, we, I, I'll just say on behalf of all of us that thanks so much for doing this. Well, I grew up always watching the Olympics and wanting to be, you know, what you guys are doing, and it's really quite... I'm very proud to, to be able to say I spoke to you guys, so oh, thanks. We, we, we don't take ourselves too serious. I think that's another good thing. Yeah, yeah. We, we just sometimes... Well, I pinch myself to say, hey, what about this journey? Like, yeah, exactly. I can't believe I'm, I'm a part of this journey and, I, and I'm part of this situation. So uh, we appreciate you guys uh, There's been millions the time. of people cheering you on, so... Thank yeah, you. Cool. No worries. Thanks so much, Thanks, guys. boys. Thank Thanks, you. girls. It's a wrap. All right. Cool. Wow, well, so, yeah, that was the interview that we now, did. Now, the first thing we've got to mention is that we didn't get pictures, which... I definitely texted you guys after. I've left it until now so you can hear it because mm. I don't think we could have paid actors that were that convincing. So if you don't trust us, <laughs> at least trust how poor we are and the <laughs> fact we could not have afforded yeah. actors yeah. that. You listen to me like, God, those guys had like backstories. That was yeah. incredible. Look, the thing about Libby Trigger, oh we're my God, stupid, and we didn't take photos yeah. because we thought, oh, we know the car broke down. We missed out on a lot of things. We thought, oh no. We didn't get photos to commemorate this great performance and this great occasion for us. No, no, we forgot you need photos as proof that you actually talk to these people. (laughs) But we want to say a massive thank you to Leah, Taylor, and of course Chris for allowing us to come into their their sort of setup and check out uh, what everything it takes to... And everything that goes into being an Olympian. It was a shame we couldn't get you on the day, Luke. Oh, these things happen. They gave us a full-on tour. It was crazy, all the different training stuff mm. that they have there and all the different types of training. And this they- is only a, a, a program that's really been up and running for 12 months. Chris has yeah, only wow. been there for 12 months. So for the improvements they've made and the, the amount of... Uh, well, I mean, all that's... What, what I really anyway. took away from that interview, I really liked how Chris's coaching style has evolved. And he said uh, somewhere in there, Mooney said uh, that he's been in the game for 20 years, but he feels like he's only been coaching for the last four. Yeah. Because that's when he really started being like, ooh, this is how, you know. And that's relatable. I think a lot of people sort of understand. I mean, Mm. they'd be like, they're strapped. So that sort of thing, yeah, it's cool to see that it really looks more like a case of if if you ply your trade, whatever you trade, once you hit your stride, you know that's that's why you do it. And that's what I got out of that interview was that he was – very happy with what he was doing because it was what he wanted to do. Well, and I, I also like the message you gave that, and this is, you know, kids might not understand it, but it would be the most useful lesson for a kid is that results, and we talk about this in cricket all the time, yeah. results come and go. You know, you can't base everything around results. Hmm. It's got to be about process and then measuring improvements. And then how can you, you know, uh, yeah. 
manufacture your process to, to get more improvements. It's not just – it's process versus results. And I think in sports too much, people just looking at results. Looking at results rather See how many coaches have been sacked for – you know, and that's the kind of stuff that, that Mooney was talking about. It's that sensible sort of down-to-earth approach of, you know, we've just got to keep our process day after day mm. and uh, the results will come. It was really cool to see how normal – the girls were mm. as well like they weren't too intense and they weren't yeah they were very they, they were relatable yeah in terms of like when they went to japan instead of going to the uh, yeah, sports really. meetup uh, they were most upset because they missed out on the Qantas australia <laughs> team pajamas and hey i, I was sitting there that. being like well yeah i would too that <laughs> sounds awful to miss out on but yeah and uh, totally down to earth i mean they did not i'm like i really can't stress they did not have to talk to us and no do the it was a massive favor we they did for us paying them it really yeah. was it was so nice and they were so yeah, welcoming that's really and, great like, switched on intelligent people so yeah like we said we really appreciate them giving up their time and we wish them all the best in the upcoming olympics yeah which we'll now move on to so the big talking oh, point segue of mate Corthana. sensational i've been working at it sometimes at home <laughs> I'll, sl- I'll stop this to you know derail it for a little toss session let's <laughs> while we're doing our olympians let's keep doing how good we are yeah. <laughs> seriously in the same... how good a job but just fucking seriously how good a job did, did we do that? in that interview how good how good were we did you enjoy it i'm kidding you're goddamn right <laughs> you did but, uh, but back to yeah there is controversies but yeah, i want to i want to say this now that in the lead up to it, yeah, everyone's talking about the controversies, whether it's Zika, whether it's Russia, whether it's the the poor co- accommodation, yeah, poor accommodation, whatever. When but, it comes down to it, once the sports and the competitions start, that shit fades away, and that's mm-hmm. the and it's it's really a great sort of subconscious message of the Olympics that all this bullshit can be around threats of terrorism, whatever. Ultimately, the Olympics is where everyone comes together. We all unify. And we all verse each other in sports. And it's friendly. And that's, it's versing each other in a game. It's just with every country in the world. That's it's one of the greatest, it's, it's one of the greatest things in the world. I think yeah. everyone will acknowledge that. I've really enjoyed, I mean, I've in the past used to watch the 2000 Olympics DVDs on just like, yeah. and I don't care if it's Australia or not. It doesn't worry me whatsoever. We've sort of preempted talking about the controversies, but we may as well break them down. I don't really know all that much about them, so I'm going to need a little bit explained to me. Here's my favourite one so far, was uh, they took photos with a cheetah uh, with the Olympic torch, and halfway through, the cheetah got had enough of it and started, you know, like, getting a bit aggressive, so they shot it. (laughs) Which, uh, if that isn't, like, a you know, like, a bad omen, it was was about a month and a half ago, (laughs) but it is a bad omen. (laughs) Bad way to start off. (laughs) You're like the, the fire is like the piece. And, I'm you know, sorry, I'm laughing too. No, it's no, just it's my horrible, isn't it? Sometimes to mm. shitty things. Mm. Unexpected. Yeah, oh. and well, it is it's just oh, like unexpected. What? It's a Chekhov's gun. There's mm. a cheater in the background of a fucking photo. You know, yeah. and, awful, and there's all like, the military around. What did they expect? <laughs> like, oh man, okay. it should remind you of that Family Guy episode. <laughs> Pete against the jaguar. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on first, jaguar? Like, what did they expect? They're going to freaking cheetah to hold the Olympic torch. Yeah, that's a good idea. It was Put fire around the fucking wild cat. Yeah, and on top of that, they had all the blokes around. You know, the army is everywhere, like over it, it, wherever it was at that point. But it, so it hasn't been without... I know, Michael, you enjoyed the... Was it the body washing up uh, on the... Vol- <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I was stoked. I did enjoy that, Luke. I did. I thought, this is my time to shine. 
Oh, something like it. Something special for me. I wasn't even looking for Olympic stuff. That just came up in my regular murder searches. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> the back, you're like, oh, and it was at the Rio. Oh. But seriously, yeah. tell us about that one, Mike. Since well, you're the expert. Well, look. <laughs> what was that one? What was that one? This was maybe uh, late June. Before, before you start with that, are these all just like shit that's happened in Rio, or is it like? No, this is all related. Was that something to, to related to? The, well, uh, let me well, tell you the, oh, sorry, the yeah, headline. Yeah. I'll just give you the headline because I mean, like, I don't. Oh, people go. There's not much more to it than this. Yeah, yeah. A mutilated body washed up on the Rio beach that is an Olympic beach ball. That's Olympic right. beach, beach volleyball. Ball. Venue. Yeah. Okay. So that dead body washed up where they're going to be playing. It's not. Can you imagine if it happened in Sydney? Like, okay, here's the beach. We're going to do the beach. But <laughs> oh, don't look at that. Just... <laughs> not, not, not a dead body from like drowning. It's a mutilated. So it's, yeah. it's seen some stuff. <laughs> some just again, just a bad omen. Bad omens. Yeah, and so and good. I'm so glad we're it, covering it. They. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, Rio also declared financial emergency. They They've been not. seeking from money for people because it's That's expensive shop, to though. build shit. And they and, also. Not long ago, I had the paid for the soccer World Cup. Mm, so yeah. I mean, that's a lot of Strapped people, and that's cash. what the a lot of the protests and stuff in in Rio and Brazil has been about is that we can't afford these things, and yeah. yet we keep doing these but things. As you say, with the Olympics, especially, I think it's always sort of a shit show leading up yes. to it, yeah. where it's just like, oh, we're going to have enough things ready, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, yeah. and then it all sort of like impossibly once comes the, together. Once, well, like I said, because we're all there for sport. You know, we aren't there to watch uh, these people have showers. So, you know, that sucks for them, but really the people who are, the people who are who are actually watching it and, and consuming it, they don't – that stuff is all for the athletes, and it's important, sure, but the main feature of the Olympics is – the sport and that's great mm. my so, biggest thing would be like trying to make sure i was i i'd look at the program and be like what are the event <laughs> if i was just a freak athlete that could be in any sport i wanted i'd find the events on the first day so i could just get my stuff out of the way and, and just have a hard. mad mad time yeah well, so i mean there's that one there's the what, what are the other ones we got zika which i don't yeah, know too much about but I, look i feel like that's the less no, it, it's the secret surprise one because, yeah, oh, sweet, we've got a deadly contagious virus. Let's just hope that, like, not a whole big bunch of population are coming here in the next couple of months. Okay. You know, I'm planning to stay for, like, a whole month. And they're not going to go straight back home straight after. Yeah. yeah. Taking things with them. Because like it's, it's mosquito-born, isn't it, or, yes. like, spread? i got to be honest. A lot of DEET. So it's it's mosquitoes. So it's basically yeah, it's like, mal- like malaria. Uh, it transmitted similarly, but, but it's and it's starting it like to bad flu? to other. Yeah, they like reckon bad flu. If you and it's real bad the, if you're pregnant. Or something. If you live in the mm. area, they reckon it's just a bit like like a bad cold mm. because they're used to this level. You know, their bugs. We are their all bugs. know our germs. Everyone's yeah. got your own germs. Yeah, um, but for, but people, for pregnant it be, people, it can stuff. be bad. There's reports that it might do things to bodies for, uh, for the baby. It's like so. extreme heat and sort of stuff. Like you're elderly, you're pregnant. Yeah, people are always the hardest ones hit. Again, yeah. I'd be surprised if it gets much of a say throughout mm. the Olympics. I can't imagine it's going to be like the the worst part would be if someone. I, I just I can't see it happening because I'm sure there'd be what's it called when they not allowed quarantined. to quarantine. That's it. Basically, these athletes will be quarantined. I'm pretty sure. Mm. Well, um, like the swimmers or like the kayakers and stuff like that, like with the open water, the water that they're in isn't like possibly no, yeah, clean that's right. and shit like that. Well, stuff like that. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. I just can't imagine. Imagine being the P 
peak of your sport. And it's like, okay, there's your creek. <laughs> yeah. you know, Good luck. Dive in. You know, let's see who can make <laughs> that's, it. That's a three-headed fish. Is yeah. it? Yeah, no, Is it's it? true. It's and true. just to be like, that's all we got. I mm. just... I just don't know if it'll end up being a factor. I mean, if it's as drastic as we were being, it's being reported and there's, yeah, like limbs floating and shit, I'm pretty sure that people might be like, look, I want to win this gold medal, but this is kind of fucked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you're right. But I just, I don't know. It's about. Well, even about even if you, you look away from, from Zika, if you look at all the different things, you then got Russia. Be in Russia, mm. you know, getting cut out of the of the party. And do you think that Mother Russia will enjoy being cut out of the party? They've worked so hard to yeah. get there. So, but we it's, cheated. It's been a big operation. Come on. Yeah, there you is. know how much money we spent on this? Yeah. yeah. Could have probably put it into funding of our Olympians. Uh, they've got, they received the formal ban, didn't they? Yeah. They but how gone. much would it have Even been like... Special that's, that's a gamble. If I was running a country, Parallel. especially something like Russia, uh, imagine how good it would have been if it was like if they weren't caught and then it's like Russia clean swept the Olympics. Yeah, they right. beat everyone by like a magnitude of well, 50 mate, gold medals. I, I've heard of stories of certain things of, of certain swimmers and coaches not having um, the same respect for the Chinese swimmers. And when they even win medals, they turn their back on them. Because there's, I think it was 2004 or 2008, but Li Ni or something like that. She's a, a, a Chinese freestylist. And in the relay on the way home, she did it faster then Ryan Lochte, who was the third fastest in the 100 free for the mm. men. So she swam it faster than the guy bronze for the men. And everyone's just sitting there like, is she still at the world record? Oh, world record. Never heard from again. Never heard from her again. She never did anything again. And it was just this one Olympic. She just shredded everything, swam faster than the bloke who came third. Yeah, that's pretty hectic. It's pretty bad. But that's what I mean. It's like Rush is getting... China's been doing it a lot too, for, from all reports. So it's it's interesting. I mean, there's no excuses for. I'm not saying, oh, well, Russia's got a point, but no, they should be banned. But oh, it's just because someone else is doing it doesn't mean, mean it's you okay. get to no, as well. Yeah, that's right. We can empathise with them, but yes. like as a rule, yeah. yeah. But, 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 be, but from that other point, we need to make sure mm. if we've gone this hard against Russia, we need to go hard against as hard against everyone, including ourselves. Yeah, that's what, and that's. That's the part about Russia that I think why it has been such a drastic punishment is that it was obvious that their officials, their drug testing was all corrupt. Mm. It wasn't just uh, the athletes or even the coaches have got uh, doping programs. It was the people who are telling the international sanctioned uh, drug testers, the people who are testing yeah. the, the athletes are like, no, no, they're sweet. Mm. That's when you're like, oh, hang on, there's, a really, there's an institutional problem here. It's not mm. just a few bad seats. So that's why I think Russia have, have got it. But there are always questions about, about other places too, and we need to make sure that we stay on everyone, not just not just allow a label to fall. Yeah, I think go, it, was oh, just, yeah. it was such a big bust. Everyone's capable of it. Yeah, it was such a big bust with Russia that they had to put the, the hood down. Yeah, even down to the Paralympics, uh, they were banned as well. That's so everyone was involved. and that's What's the that's point of cheating to get a gold medal? Aside from the fame and the money. Money, and the- <laughs> yeah. I've got no <laughs> idea, Michael. Ad- Adulation. I guess the point... Like, and I hear a lot of people say, well, why don't we just let them do it? Well, the point is, is that if you, and what we talked about, this is competitiveness. This is, it, mm. it surpasses all that bullshit political stuff. And if you're allowing, you know, certain programs and whoever's got the money to have the best athletes, mm. then it's not doing that. It's just filling in the same as politics, the same as, you know, everything that's going down the shitter. 
it's going to be the exact same. You mm. need we need to stay vigilant against drugs in sport because then you have no competition, or it's a competition of who got the best doctors and who the fuck wants to see that. Nobody. Oh, well, I, you know, like oh, you know, awesome. This little guy in glasses has has come up with something to turn him ten foot. Awesome. Like mm. who the fuck? Can't, eventually, uh, and people will be like, bullshit. Ten foot guys running. That'd be awesome. I'm telling you, you will get bored of it. Hell yeah, you will. Yeah, mm. fuck oath. If there's no, if there's no competition, competition, and there's no limitations, and there's no, yeah. it's all just. It's why we they, can do whatever we want. It's why they kept the Formula One uh, engines and stuff. Exactly. Just because, We're just yeah. going. Like because if a Ferrari and, and you know, Mercedes and McLaren were able to put their level of money as opposed to exactly. some of the other ones, exactly. you, know, wouldn't you, you wouldn't have a Red Bull one because the, they wouldn't have the money in the first the place. part of the reason why I struggle with the EPL, because mm. it's obvious, and that's why the Leicester thing is so great. But yeah, yeah. that's, you know, and we're getting off the topic here, but that's, you want to see competition. competition. That's why you watch sports. That's why we boil always. And so if it's as easy as just, you know, uh, juicing up that's or popping right. a pill, yeah. then... Who cares if you exactly. look like a you're big, losing, giant, muscly, roided up And you're freak. losing credentials. I mean, every yeah. Tom, Dick, and Harry's going to be walking around going, yeah, I could do that. If I had, you know, if I had a doctor... Oh, feel that way about Brock Lesnar. Put a, put a needle in my ass? Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's so do ha- I. hell cool when he goes, you know, I'm a white boy and I'm oh, Jack. Jack. This is how I'm built and yeah, whatnot. But it's not cool. It's less cool when you find out like, like oh... Yeah, no. I'm <laughs> actually Jack- really sponsored and people are making money off me. So they decided to put a lot of money and get the best doctors to make me a real pumped up genetic freak. It's like, yeah, that's not as cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree with you, man. Anyway, so we've got Russia. Suck shit, Russia. Then we've also got... You'll say shit about the Russia. I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> Putin's on the line Then we've also got all of these friggin'... <laughs> stop doing that. We'll, re- we'll, we'll reach out to him. Friend of the show, Vladimir Putin. <laughs> yeah. He could be a friend Vladdy, of the show. Vladdy, what up, bro? Hey, that's what I, he wants. I like all the chat about Shandwan. <laughs> i looked him up since. SK sounds wonderful. <laughs> you must bring him to me. <laughs> He will ball for eternity. So on top of that, we we should probably mention as well the threat of of terrorism. I guess that oh, there's look, been. I don't think there's much to say other than if something happens, I'm sure that we'll hear it's, about it. It's almost that at this point, it's like too obvious a target. You're going to have yeah. a large world yeah. stage. We sort hope of that level nothing happens. People, of course, God, you know, obviously, obviously, and yeah, it's, but it is. It's I guess, and the major point is there is so much controversy leading up to this Olympics. Uh, but I truly believe that after the first day, all that shit gets forgotten, mm. you know, I, because it's such a spectacle to that. that so, you know, unifying that I think that'll be what happens. I, so I anyway, controversies out of the way. I want to know, Luke, what are you looking forward to most about the Olympics? The general camaraderie, the, all the different varieties. I know you're after like a specific sport. But I just, for me, it's always the variety of sport that get a go. I can be watching... Point. I remember you last yeah. Olympics. Yeah. It was like you didn't care what sport was on, but you me. were just bought in for every sport. Yeah, watching if it's the shooting. It's, yeah, well, if that's it's, what I mean. and, and it's also... You know, for, it is for the punter. The, the Olympics is for the... There's just sports fan who... I don't need to root for someone to enjoy the, the sport. Yeah. And, and I watch, am enjoying watching sports I never watch. I'll watch Kenya versus... You know, like and uh, two, three Kenyans run over a marathon, no, uh, the walk marathon, mm. and you know, co- cross the line and be like competing over the line. I don't care. Mm. Who cares that they're, you know they're from Kenya? Whatever. We've got three dudes who are flogging each other here, yeah. working hard as they can just to win like gold, and they've walked fifty k's. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's cool because yeah. they've put the effort in, they've put the time in, and yeah, if you're right, if if there were drug cheats in the game, it would just take away from that altogether because all the people the Aussie guy mis- mis- missed out last time. Mm. He, you think about this, if someone comes second and the person who won was a drug cheat, that 
The guy who you talk about second. him. Oh, sorry, pardon me. If if you come second, yeah, and yeah, the guy yeah. who wins is a drug cheat. Well, you've missed you an missed an opportunity to be the because champion. Someone cheated. You, you know, you yeah. may get the you may get the medal, like our um, yeah, yeah talent, talent, yeah, Jared Talon or whatever his name is. Um, you he, get the medal, yeah. But he got the silver. Man. He he got silver, and the guy who beat him was was drug a, cheat. Uh, found drug cheat, yeah. and he ended up getting his gold. But it was some little ceremony and. Town Hall or yeah, something. You miss out on having your name. You don't get to walk into a full stadium. Australian anthem going. Of people like, yeah, he's mm. the winner. Yeah, you don't get to sing your anthem in front of all these people. He missed, he, he missed something that n- no one can ever give him. No, no one can ever give him back. And that's it's always, I don't care how old I the, get, how many times I see it, whenever Australia wins a gold medal and the anthem goes, the emotion you feel as a yeah. fan. I, I, I well up, like, honestly, because, during, because it's just... This person is broken, but they have done everything they can yeah. in their power. And I guess that's what we hope to see out of you know, the Aussies as much as any of the other guys. Because obviously you, you do enjoy watching But that's it. In the that, Olympics, you see it's someone it's come from a... Seven it's, it's about... There are some countries when they do the opening ceremony. I mean, I'm ashamed to admit, I haven't heard of. Oh, and that's yeah, the incredible plenty. thing. Like, there are countries I've never heard of. Is there countries... Are there countries out there who haven't heard of Australia? So, like, you know, it's cool mm. to be, like, our little country or, you know, it's a fucking continent. But Who we are. Yeah, it, it's their... One of our people is one of the best at something and we get mm. to hear, you know, our song and our yeah. flag is raised and it's it's so awesome. Like yeah, Speaking of all the it. different countries, the opening ceremony is always cool and we've had, like, what, maybe two or three corkers in a row. Mm. Each of them had pretty significant, very well put together. Yeah. Uh, well, Sydney was ceremony. the best, and then after that, you know, they're like, "No, this year is the, the best." best. Yeah, like, yeah. Man, you say that every year. Yeah. No, what? no, you've been the best crowd. Yeah, <laughs> you said that last time. You said it at the opening ceremony. Now it's the closing ceremony. You can't just keep saying we're the best crowd. You know what? I'll get off it. Um, but yeah, I agree with you, man. I, think- I, uh, well, I can't imagine the production level, for example, is going to be as high as previous Olympics. I would. I would well, with you- all the stuff going it's on, it's Brazil. You know, there's going to be you know flamingos and, and yeah. there'll be feathers. You thinking they're going to go like a carnival? Oh, you would be ridiculous. Not to. There's got to be an element of that, but surely you want to like celebrate the history of your country. Sure, and I'm sure there'll that's obviously that. part of it. It's Rio. It's like there'll be heaps of that. You know, but I think I think the opening ceremony would be sick. But I think, yeah, I mean, what are you looking excited for? Well, yeah, I I I've got to be honest. I don't really care too much about opening ceremonies. I like to see all the countries and stuff and all the yeah. people. China had all the drummers and like the laser lights. Yeah, that was cool. laser lights were pretty cool. cool. I just think that Brazil probably spent most of the the money that were given to them by the Olympics or whoever they get the money probably on the opening and finishing ceremony, closing ceremonies. Possibly. So that'll be interesting. And I bet that's probably one reason why they you know, have so many issues, is they're just mismanagement with funds. But Maybe. I don't know. If but it comes it, out. Yeah. Either way. You said, what am I looking forward to? Uh, rugby sevens. Mm, I mean, I'm course. biased, but I love rugby. No, no that's fine. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm, and, and I'm looking forward to seeing some of the lesser-known rugby nations, but some of the better rugby mm. sevens nations, like your Kenyas and... My pick is, yeah, America do well. I mean, a lot of teams do really, really, really Mm. well. Mm. And it's, I think it's going to be a lot more competitive than the odd rugby fan, uh, no. Because, I mean, a lot of people who like rugby, I mean, maybe it's generalizing, but don't follow the sevens as well and may assume that the sevens is as sort of one sided or sort of there's like eight or nine teams that do well in 15s and then the rest is sort of the middle tier. Yeah. But it's not really like that in sevens. It, it's going to be really competitive. 
And I think my tip is obviously going to be the, the New Zealand and Fiji because mm-hmm. they are the best. But there's definitely room for a lot of upsets, and I'd love to see well, it. Well, yeah, like the T20 side of things, it's so quick that if your team gets a rap on the nose, you could lose the game in, in a matter That's of right. minutes. Anyone can win, anyone You know what I mean? Lose, so, like, so. It's, it's, as, if the team gets out to a good couple of tries... And then defends well. Mm. That's all I've got to do. And to keep an eye on it, Fiji favourite for the uh, gold. Yeah. But they've also never, ever won an Olympic medal. Really? Fiji have never won an Olympic medal, and they've got a very good chance. So Finally. Rugby Sevens, that could be a cool oh, little storyline. Oh, that's line. wonderful. So we'll keep an eye that. on that. Yeah, absolutely. Cycling, badminton. The cycling's always pretty cool. Diving. I like the cycling. The, the velodrome? Oh. Yeah, is that the one where they... No, what's the race called where they... um. Where like it's like the velodrome cats. The velodrome. Oh, that's the, like the like the Tour de France. No, no, no. You, know, you mean? Oh, the... you mean the one where they have the four and they have to like no, dude, slide I'm in? I'm talking about the one where there's like a hundred people. The cycling. The cycling in the you velodrome. Mean the... They don't have like a hundred people on the, on the yeah, velodrome at once. Yeah, they do. No, they have like. Yeah, the... they do, cunt. I have. <laughs> don't fucking tell me this. I've watched this. Race. Oh well, I look forward to that not being true. It's give me my phone. What's your thing? Don't give him his phone. Don't give this him is phone. as bad as Luke saying that combat and wombat don't rhyme. No, this is worse. I think what you're referring you're to me is, is the one where they have four on four and you have to I know switch. what team sprints and stuff are, Luke. So what are you talking about? To- and it's got a special name and I'll find it. Uh, Cycling. You're going to feel real stupid. Idiots Cycling. on a track. Do you mean through the streets or around the circle? Valendrome. Uh, it's, I don't think that's a thing. Fencing. Rowing, handball, track and field, gymnastics, golf. There's a lot of sports I Golfy really don't golf? care about. Oh, well, look, that's why we'll get people in to talk about them. Thank God. Who are they going to be? Ec- various experts across the various uh, yeah. levels of They've sports. got about as much credentials as we do uh, in the podcasting world. But, uh, you know, that, that's, that's, I think I got my cert for a little Their while. Their passion back. will be evident, I feel. Yes, yes. But anyway, yeah. look... Other than that, I guess it's just a case of, of us getting stuck into it now. You know, we're, we're only a few days out from, from the kickoff. It's not far and, away. And um, you'll hear about it from us next time, I suppose. Yep. Leading up to it, uh, we should also mention our Trollympic post that oh. we've been doing in the lead up for the last like month or so. Yes. And continue to. I, I, I hope you're enjoying them. If you haven't already seen them, jump on Facebook and Twitter and have a read and a chuckle. We worked, I'm not going to say hard. On them, but... Uh, sporting Woods, we're always working hard. Mm, mm. That's actually pretty good. Mm. It wouldn't be a, a Woods special I'm without a good dick, dick joke. Mate, are you st- it doesn't exist. It, I'm, I will look. Lock me up and put me in a <laughs> mental asylum, Luke, because I've watched this race 400 times. Yeah, Fucked. in like a fever dream. Yeah. You're just like, I just love the better job. I wish there was like... <gasps> 200 people all at once going around in circles. You're going to feel... I'm going to replay this when I find it. I'm going to be like, hear how dumb you sound. Do it during the Kirin, like, in the Olympics. Be like, oh, "Oh." this isn't a real event, right, Luke? (laughs) I'll take the hit. Uh, For the Olympics, uh, to save time this year, we will be running all the cycling races at once. Look at how many different races there are, man. Yeah, but is one 100 people on Omnium. Yeah, but they're the ones with the eight people in it, or the six people in it. The Kieran's the six, the Omnium's the eight. Don't check that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, whoa. Yeah, I was like, okay, well, I don't know. Uh, Omnium sounds like I an oct, you know, like an eight word. I've been writing just like, what's the cycling event at the Olympics with lots of cunts? 
That's seriously what I typed in. And you wonder why I'm sitting I hate the internet. I don't know. (laughs) Cycling event. Lots of people. Fucking cyclists fell off the road while training for the Olympics. You're like, why is that the top? I don't care about them as people. No, I wrote cycling velodrome 60 competitors. Sounds like chaos. I swear it exists. 40 to 60 kilometers. No, I didn't say that. Uh, I love it when a plan comes together. He's talking weird again. Well, look, if this is the case, I'm fucking out. I'm look, the last time you did this, don't listen to a word I don't know why I'm, I'm, I'm um, doubting you, considering the last time it was you sailed on the century clutch. With, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was completely right, even though the internet proved me wrong like 12 times. And I was like, hang on a minute. I know I'm not a nutcase. That happened. I remembered the song. And I was fucking right, yeah, wasn't it's I? the reason why I'm pushing you now, just to see if you can't find it. Uh, man, if I'm telling you, if I can't find this, I'm locking myself up. Because <laughs> I know this is the thing. Because I used to sit there and be like, this is fucking crazy. Like, there's like 80 cunts riding around a circle. And they're, like, it's on a hill as well. It's an insane event. What do you mean on a hill? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it's on a hill. The velodrome is on Their a hill. Their wheels are always turning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I Oh, jeez. Sorry. Michael's breaking the joint. He's like, I've had enough. So happens when you stand up. He's sported way too much woods. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. I'm glad Michael's on my team, though, and he's trying to help me because mm. he's got a way better chance. Cycling, lots of competitors. Not swearing at Google. I fucking hate Google. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I guess I'm wrong until I'm proven I'm right. Picks or it didn't happen, boys. I bullshit. Because we don't have picks, and we know for a fact that the Olympic interview happened. I'm sorry, I don't think it exists. You got to lock yourself up in the shop now. Yeah, well, look, boys, it's been a fucking pleasure, but I'm not doing any more Olympic stuff because I am insane. Mm. I don't know what I was dream about it. Don't worry about it. No, I've watched it twice. I remember watching and rooting for Australia. It's like an hour long event. That's it. Maybe I'll go the time. What is the cycling event that takes an hour? And it is. It's timed. Well, thank you for listening to our first volume of our Olympic special. We'll be back sometime uh, just after the middle of the Olympics to comment on... <laughs> just after the middle. So, yeah, we'll be back like somewhere through the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll catch in. And then we'll do a very last one after it's Check all in. over in retrospect with the advantage of hindsight. Yeah, so one, one beforehand, how we feel during, and then uh, yeah, a recap. Look, patient. Oh, for God's sake. What's it called? It's called a scratch race. Now, is it in the Olympics or have you just watched it? Can we bring that up? This is a race over several laps in which the contestants... Suck on my dick, you motherfuckers. (laughs) That's the track cycling world champions. What's that? Second one, 2012 Mm -hmm. Olympics. It does look like a 15 case. Now, if there's, if how many people have got to be on here? I'm not ready to catch this yet. <laughs> Being right is all I live for. I'm not, I'm not prepared to give it up just yet. Oh, Thank you, folks. Give it up, baby. Oh, look, there's no one there. There's just. Yes. <laughs> there's still a. It's, it's, it's six on six. What are you no, on? No, it's crack. Not. That's not a team event. They're all different colors. Oh, yeah. That's just the lead pack. They're still the same in the tour of France. You have the guys that. What's it fucking called? Why do they move? Why, Why does cycling have so many dumb fucking names? <laughs> What's the fucking pack behind the leaders? The peloton. Peloton, uh, yeah. The peloton. The, the big group of losers. That's what they're fucking called. They're called the backpack. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah. that's... 
that's there's still going to happen in this as well. And the, and it's cycling, so they have to work as a team. They'll be the guy who's at the front is working the hardest. Hmm. The guy sitting on his tires like this is easy. I'm killing it. So they've got to swap. And even cats who aren't on the same team have to work together. Cycling's cool. They just got gay ass names. All right, good. I've been vindicated. Suck my dick, everyone. I'm back. See you next week. Words and then make like a bye. <laughs>